All right. Hey, Fritzberg and Blood and Faith.com. It's the middle of February 2024. I wrote an article yesterday. I posted it up at bloodandfaith.com. Strongly encourage you to listen to it. Uh, read it. It talks about uh, the man of lawlessness and the great deception in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And I went on at length about it. It's about 1,100-word article, so it's not, it's not too long. But, you know, I mostly... Uh, record podcasts, but every once in a while I'll sit down and I'll crank out a, a good letter. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Uh, I, in my lifetime, I was born in the early 1960s. We'll just leave it at that. Um, growing up with uh, my circle of friends and, and their mo- the moms, the, the Christian moms club, and not that we were good and good Christian little boys and girls. We certainly, uh, God, we had a good time. We had a good time in the 1970s. It was uh I tell my kids, I, you know, the, the America in the 70s was still a free country. We were still a free country. My God, it was beautiful. And we used to have our social gatherings in the old uh, cemetery uh, along with, I don't know, large canisters of uh, adult beverages. And uh, it was wonderful. Bonfires at night, bonfires in the winter and the fall and the spring and the summer. In any respect, we had a, a few of our moms were very much into the uh, sort of the charismatic uh, women's aglow and uh, you know Christian movement and and there was always this undercurrent of uh, it's the last days and we're going to get raptured tomorrow and uh, it's it's the rapture is coming and the six 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 is almost here and and the beast is almost here and uh, uh, you understand that if you grew up around that or with that and I think that's to some extent that's still very much entrenched in the churches I was at a church. Oh, maybe six, eight months ago, and uh, the pastor went on at length about how it's any second now that Jesus Christ is coming back. And I have to say, he's absolutely right, uh, because I see that in the book of James. It says, James chapter 4, verse 7, the end of all things is near. The end of all things is near. The end of all things is near. Did not John write that uh, we are now already in our last hour? We're already in the last hour? So theologically, I can never criticize anybody that says, that, that says the end is near, because John said that. Uh, Peter says that. The Bible says that. So I, I can't criticize it. That said, I have never been a Jesus is coming back tomorrow kind of guy. I've never been that. You've never heard that from me on, on uh, here at bloodandfaith.com. I'm not a, you know, oh my God, it's, it's any day now we're going to get to rapture. However, it is theologically sound to say we're in the last hour. It's theologically sound to say the end of all things is nigh, according to James chapter 4, verse 7. So, yeah, you can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with the Holy Scriptures. If the Holy Scripture says the end of all things is nigh, the end of things is all, of all things is nigh. So I can't criticize a pastor that would say that or teach that or preach that. Imagine it was the year 999. Okay, it's 999 A.D., and you read in the Bible about how Christ has a thousand-year reign. Are you not freaking out or what? Are you not freaking out? Oh, my God. This is, it's, now, next year is the thousandth year of, of Christ's reign. Jesus Christ came 999 years ago. It's a thousand years of Christ's reign, and, and God's coming back next year. Fact. Fact. And this is indeed what they thought. This is what they taught. This is what the church has taught. And then we've got, uh, you know, our, 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 you know, the 20th century. We had uh, quite a few events in the 20th century that happened, and and you have this evangelical movement that uh, is convinced that the rise of the modern state of Israel, which I'm convinced is nothing but a fraud, you know that, 
uh, signals the end of time. I think it does, but in some <laughs> in a way that they have never imagined, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. The Jews, in my opinion, I, it, my opinion about the Jews is what Jesus Christ opined about the Jews. Jesus Christ had very strong feelings about the Jews. Jesus Christ looked at the Jews in the face. He said, hey, y'all, y'all Jews, you're the devil's children. You're the devil's children. And this is not a, a one-off theological thing. I've, I've talked about this. Uh, you know, it, it goes back to Genesis 3.15, the, the, the hatred between the seed of the woman, which is Jesus Christ and those of us in Jesus Christ. It better be. It better be. And, and the seed of the serpent. The seed of the serpent. Who are the seed of the serpent? It's the brood of vipers that Jesus Christ talked about repeatedly. It's the brood of vipers that John the Baptist makes his entree with in Matthew chapter 3. He said, you brood of vipers. Okay, it's referring right back to the seed of the serpent from Genesis 3.15. And Jesus Christ excoriated the, the brood of vipers, who were the Jews, the Pharisees. The Pharisees were the leaders of the Jews. They're the ones that, that taught the Judaic doctrine, Talmudic Judaism, which is utterly antichrist. It's been antichrist since the prophets. I mean, they threw, they threw Jeremiah in the well. Why? Because Jeremiah served Jesus Christ, and he spoke for Jesus Christ when he spoke. They hated Jeremiah because they hated Jesus Christ. Why do you think they rebelled in the wilderness? It goes all the way back. Acts chapter 7, Stephen get right, reads them the right act, reads them the whole history of their people. Said, so look, you, 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 even coming out of Egypt, you rebelled against the Most High God and you rejected him. And they became the whore. They became the great whore, the mighty great whore, the false wife, the whore of Babylon. Jeremiah 2, Jeremiah 3, Ezekiel 16, the revelation. In any respect, wrapping this up and moving on into back into Genesis, or, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it talks about a man of lawlessness, and it talks about a great deception. And it, it, and it talks about uh, the arrogance of this man of lawlessness. And if you've listened to me at all, you'll understand that I perceive the Antichrist and the whore less as a singular individual and more as a, a, as a group of people. If you look at the rise of, uh, of the Enlightenment in Christian Europe, it's the rise of a man of lawlessness. It is the rise of a man of lawlessness. The great apostasy is, is the rise of the, the so-called Enlightenment in, in Christendom, in Christian Europe where an in, in enlightened man rejects God, rejects the worship of anything called God or like God, rejection of a creator, exactly what it says in the second chapter of Thessalonians, uh, second chapter of second Thessalonians. I don't have that at my fingertips, so I won't read it. Exalts himself above every so-called God and object of worship, so that he even sits in the temple of God. What's the temple of God? Is not our body the temple of the Holy Spirit? There is no temple of God. There is no physical temple of God anymore. It's his church. It's just, it's just people. God made mankind so that he could dwell with mankind. And you've got the rise of atheistic, secular man who exalts himself above every God and every so-called God and every object of worship so he sits in the place of God. This is what humanistic man has done since the Enlightenment. Okay, so it's not... My point is this, this rise of the man of lawlessness has already come, already here, been here, been here a long time, been here for centuries. And, and it, it's, so, it's so predominant, we, we barely recognize it. 
In the second chapter of Second Thessalonians, it talks about the deceptions, the grand deception, the great delusion, the great delusion. It talks about the great falling away. It talks about the man of lawlessness and, and the great delusions. And I would say that we're living in the midst of it. I would say that we're living at the very end of it. So coming from a guy who doesn't believe that God is coming tomorrow, uh, I listen to myself. I'm going, well, then why are we talking about these things that are supposed to happen at the end of time? And like, I don't know. I, I just, I roll with it. This is what I see in the scriptures. And you tell me whether or not you agree with me. You tell me whether or not this sounds right or not. I, I, I'm blessed with a background in history, PhD in history. So I, I've got some sense of the ebb and flow of human history. And you had a, Chris, a Christian Europe. Europe was called Christendom. Europe was called Christendom. And as this great apostasy came upon Christian Europe, over the white people, over the white race, this great apostasy that's already come. It's already come. The, the tide's come in. The tide's gone, gone out. They rejected the name Christian, uh, Christendom, and they, they, and they started talking about the West, the West, the West, the West. And they said, oh, we don't trace our heritage from Jesus Christ. No, we trace it from the Egyptians, and we trace it from the Greeks, and we trace it from the Romans. Secular man who may live with the gods, but eventually the gods become manservant. Mankind exalts himself above every so-called god. And you go back to the Enlightenment, you study men, men like Immanuel Kant, K-A-N-T. He talks about doubting everything and reasoning up from there, which is not possible. We've, we've talked about that here, too. Bible talks about that. Secular atheistic man Foucault and Gramsci talk about that. We're trapped in our own matrices of language and and uh, uh, our narrative. Our own. We create narratives. We have a narrative. We have a language that was given to us from birth, and we're trapped in in the languages that we have. We've talked about that extensively. You can't reason up from nothing because you can't think without language, and language comes with values and assumptions that we cannot escape. You cannot escape them. So since the 1700s with the, the rise of the Enlightenment, this is the rise of the man of lawlessness. This is the rise of the great deception, the great delusion. This man of lawlessness, the secular man, the corporate man, exalts himself above every so-called God and object of worship. I mean, this is it. It's as plain and plain and plain to see. And then we, we come up with these illusions, these, these great deceptions that, that we, part, we invent and we partake of. Instead of saying that the Almighty God, instead of the idea that, that God created us and we humble ourselves before a creator and say the Almighty created us, we invent this idea that we're byproducts of time and chance, thereby, again, exalting ourselves above every so-called God or object of worship. We're byproducts of time and chance. In the article, I relate this to Purim, Pure. Uh, the rolling of the dice, the casting of the dice, the, the chance, the mere existence of chance. And the Jews, the atheistic, Christ-hating Jews, elevate a holiday to chance, Purim. It's called Purim. It's called Purim. And they elevate it. They, they worship chance. And they reject Jesus Christ. They reject God. You read the entire book of Esther. It's, very, it's, it's extraordinarily illustrative of the modern Jew who lives for themselves, lives for their own people, lives for their own race, is, is quick to murder those who they disagree with, quick to murder those who they call their enemies. 
take over at multicultural empires and rule them with an iron fist, enslave others, and others are fearful of them, and they go, join themselves to do They become Jews. We've talked about this. We've talked about Ivanka Trump becoming a Jew and all of Biden's kids marrying Jews. That's just one small example. Liz Taylor became a Jew. You got all kinds of famous people that become Jews because they fear the Jews. They see the power there. And not just individuals, but entire nations, the Khazars uh, from the land of southern Russia all become Jews. Those are your Ashkenazic Jews. They're frauds. They're identity thieves. They're liars, says Jesus Christ. Revelation 2.9 and Revelation 3.9. So we live in a world where we presume that we're byproducts of time and chance. This is the great delusion. This is one of the great delusions. This absolutely is one of the great... God will send a great delusion. Well, I wonder when it's coming. No, we live in it. We live in it. We live in the great delusion. And I have, I have speculated, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it scripturally, there's a firmament that separates the waters above from the waters below. It, it makes that clear in the first chapter of Genesis. It makes it clear in, in the early chapters of the book of Ezekiel. Yeah. Ezekiel chapter 1, chapter 2, a firmament. There's above and there's below. There's borders and boundaries. God's always been a, a God of borders and boundaries. He doesn't give us an infinite uh, scope to travel and to explore and to uh, be all that we can be. He put, he put Adam inside a, a, a garden with borders and boundaries. When he kicked him out, he put an arm border guard there. He said mankind only, only uh, multiplies after its own kind. Animals only multiply after its own kind. And we have this whole deception that somehow the, the kinds mix and they morph from one kind to another. These, these, these are the grand deceptions. They're not coming, it's here. Evolution is the foundation of it. And you can trace that back to, I don't know, I think it's fascinating that the Jews uh, ex elevate a holiday above a holiday to Jesus Christ, above any holiday to God, above any of the uh, face that Moses described. And they make it a holiday to chance, pure, purim. It, it's absolutely consistent with their description as the seed of the serpent, as the brood of vipers, as the children of the devil, and as the synagogue of Satan. We've talked a lot here at bloodandfaith.com about the beast. The beast and the beasts. Beast being an empire. Beast being a global empire, a world empire. Be it the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Romans, the Greeks, the Americans, the quote-unquote West, the post-Christian West, led since World War II by the United States. The United States of America advances evil in the world. The United States advances evil in the world. Right now, the United, one of the policies of the United States government overseas is to crush organizations that help people get out of the homosexual lifestyle and the transgender lifestyle. I mean, this is official U.S. policy. It's official U.S. policy to, to go into other countries, for all the different federal agencies to, to go into other countries, and to crush any movement or organization or person that would help people uh, get out of the trap of sodomy and transsexualism. That's official U.S. government policy. It's stunning. So now the United States, hey, why do I pick on this? Because it's so blatantly unscientific. I'm trying to reach something that, that it, it, it's not even controversial. There's nothing scientific about transsexualism, transgenderism. 
You don't change an XX to an XY. You don't change an XY to an XX. There's nothing scientific about homosexuality. It's the, the byproduct of homosexuality is death in exactly one generation. It's death. The absolute death. There's nothing scientific about this. And yet the United States government pr pr promotes this around the world. It tries to crush any government that would oppose it, whether it be Hungary under Viktor Orban or Russia under Putin, who said we're, we're a Christian country. Viktor Orban says we're a Christian country. We're not going to open up our borders to all these non-Christian, non-European peoples. God bless Viktor Orban. The United States wants to crush that. Why? Because we're ruled by the synagogue of Satan, those that have rejected Jesus Christ. So all this stuff is here, this great beast, this great beast that rages about the world, trying to crush every other power because they're... Be, you read Revelation 13, Revelation 12, Revelation 17, 18, 19, Daniel chapter 7. This beast is an empire that rages against any other force that might oppose it. doesn't have to be rational. doesn't have to be reasonable. They want all the power to themselves. And who rides the beast but the great whore? The great whore rides the beast. The Bible talks about this. Who's the great whore? Jeremiah 2, Jeremiah 3. Jer uh, James chapter 4, verse 4. You adulteresses, you adulteresses, don't you know that friends with the world makes you an enemy of God? Who is, who's the adulteress? It's the false wife. She who sits there and says, look, I'm, I'm, I'm above it all. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> He's nothing but get a fraud and identity thief. It's a false wife. A whore is a false wife. And you've got these Jews, these Jews who call themselves Jews, these people who call themselves Jews, they're identity thieves according to Jesus Christ, and the church bows down and worships them. You talk about deception. Where's the great deception for us? It's not just in evolution, in all the uh, offshoots of evolution, but it's in the church worshiping the Antichrist Jew, worshiping the Antichrist Jews. So we worship the Jews. The great deception is here. The man of lawlessness, that atheistic, secular man that exalts himself above every so-called object of worship, it's been here for centuries, and it's taken over. you got the church that is literally ashamed of Jesus Christ, literally ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ, won't acknowledge what he said in John 8, 44, Revelation 2, 9, Revelation 3, 9. They reject Jesus Christ, they call him anti-Semitic, and they bow down and they grovel before the Antichrist Jews. It ain't coming, honey. It's here. The beast, the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, the great deception, the great apostasy and falling away. It's not coming, honey. It's here. It's here. It's not, it, this is it. And we got movements to advance not only the genocide of the white race, the white and Christian race, which is highly advanced already, but it's spreading the whole world. We're going to poison the whole world. We're going to genocide billions of peoples with these vaccines that aren't vaccines. It's poison. It destroys our system. It destroys our immune functions. It makes women fertile. It makes men, and then the plastic society, men and women become infertile. It's not coming. It's here. And I hate the phrase Judeo-Christian because Judaism is antichrist. Anyway, I submit that article to you. It's at bloodandfaith.com. Read that. It ain't coming, honey. It's here. We're living through it. We're living it. We've been living it in our whole lives. 
And I know Jesus Christ said the day and hour you do not know. And, and I certainly don't know. Why am I privy to something that the, the Bible's not privy to? And even, even, it said even the Son of Man doesn't know the, the day or the hour. I'm not privy to anything. I'm right in saying that the, the, the hour is late. I'm right in saying uh, uh, it's uh, the, the end of all things is at hand. I'm right in that because the Bible says that over two, three, four times. Been over for 2,000 years. Bible says the Bible says the spirit of lawlessness is already here. Peter Peter wrote that. Uh, Paul wrote that two thousand years ago. Antichrist was here two thousand years ago, according to uh, the John the Beloved. So we're all waiting for something that's supposed to happen next week or next month or next year, and we've been living in it. We've been living through it. I'd like the church to wake up. I'd like the pastors to wake up. I'd like the pulpit to wake up and, and have them start talking about these things, the great deception that we live in. The fact, the fact, the theological, biblical fact that these modern Jews are nothing but identity thieves. They're identity thieves and they're frauds and they're liars and they're Satan's synagogue. They're Satan's hands and feet and mouth in this world. The Jews are Satan's hands and feet and mouth in this world, says Jesus Christ. I'd like it if the pastors were not ashamed of what Jesus Christ said in John 8, 44. In all of John chapter 8, he goes to the Jews. He says, why are you trying to kill me? Imagine that. Imagine a pastor standing in the pulpit saying the Jews killed Jesus Christ today. Jesus Christ over and over, he looks at the Jews. He says, why are you trying to kill me? Oh, well, that was just... No, no, no. It was the Jews. It was the Jews. It was the Jews. After the fact, after Christ rises from the dead, Stephen goes up. He, he goes to the Sanhedrin. He goes to the council. He goes to the elders. He goes to, the, he goes to all of the important Jewish people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he says, it's, you're the ones, you've, murdered, you've been murdering prophets since we came out of Egypt. And now you murdered the righteous one. But the church won't say that. No, the church won't say that. Because they're holier than that. They're holier than Jesus Christ. And the enemy of the church and the Bible is the Jews. Always has been, always will be. Satan has his children. This country is cursed because we've sided with the Jews, not because we side with them. It's because we, 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 we're not blessed because we've sided with the Jews. We're cursed because we've sided with the Jews. And now the United States of America promotes evil throughout the world. Evil. Sodomy, transsexualism, that's evil. Abortion. It's all evil. And oh, we do it in the name of democracy. You do it in the name of the man of lawlessness. You do it in the name of the man of law. You call it democracy. You call it what you want. The Bible calls it, you've got a beast and you've got a whore that rides the beast. And all this other stuff is, 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 is lies and deception. We, we don't have any choice in what we, what, who our leaders are. We don't have any choice. We try to make a choice and they say, well, we're going to throw them in jail or you know, we're going we're gonna to do the magic trick and we're going to put somebody else there in, in, in place. You know, I, I go back on this, but it, it would bore you. Bores me. Nobody voted for homosexual marriage. Nobody voted for open borders. Nobody voted for that we would have infinite debt in our lives through credit cards and, and mortgages. We're slaves to the financial system that's run by the banks, that's run by the Jews. We're slaves to a financial system that's run by the banks which are run by the Jews, and their allies, and their allies. It's not the communists and their uh, fellow travelers. It's the Jews and their fellow, fellow travelers. It's not the communists and their fellow travelers. It's the Jews and their fellow travelers. 
Well, I can't believe that. You're anti-Semitic, Fritz. Fine, I, fine, I embrace it. I embrace what Jesus Christ said. And the church won't. And, and I, you know, that bothers me. It, it worries me. It worries me for my, my brethren in the faith. We're, we're not supposed to get along with the Jews. That make, just read the Bible. We don't get along. We don't get along with the Jews. We don't get along with the Jews. We don't. The Christians do not get along with Jews. Christians do not get along with Jews. They don't, period. Biblically, theologically, we don't get along with Jews. The prophets and the patriarchs worshiped Jesus Christ. And, the, and, and, and that people rebelled against Jesus Christ. They murdered the prophets. And part of the story is when they're in, in, in some foreign empire, the Persian Empire, as a punishment for rejecting Jesus Christ. They just went whole, all in. And they said, look, we, we don't even acknowledge Jesus Christ. We don't acknowledge God. We don't acknowledge Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We don't acknowledge Moses. We don't acknowledge anything. We're going to set up a whole new holiday to chance. And we're going to murder our enemies, and we're going to take over at multicultural empires. That's us. That's who we are. And many foreign peoples joined themselves to the Jews in that day because they were terrified of the Jews. It, it, it's, it all starts right there. started before there, but that's a huge part of the story. starts back in Genesis 3.15, when, the, when he said, the, the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. There's a hatred between the two. John the Baptist shows up, and he says, Oh, you brood of vipers. Oh, you seed of the serpent. Jesus Christ makes it explicit, explicit. He looks at the Jews. And he says, you are of your father, the devil. You're of your father, the devil. Jews murder Jesus Christ, ex ex demonstrating the enmity, which is called a hatred unto death. Hatred unto death. Jesus Christ, of course, resurrects. One of the first things you see happen is the Jew saw the Jew, saw the evil Jew, saw the evil Jew, going house to house to arrest and put Christians to death. The enmity, the enmity that goes back to Genesis 3.15. Later on, by the mercy of God, Saul converts to Jesus Christ, utterly renounces Judaism. He spends his whole career denouncing Talmudic Judaism. And he goes on, he says, look, the Jews, they murdered Jesus Christ, they murdered the prophets. They're hostile to all men. They're ho if you're black, the Jews are hostile to you. If you're Mexican, the Jews are hostile to you. If you're Japanese, the Jews are hostile to you. The Bible says they're hostile to all men. They prevent mankind from hearing the gospel so that they can be saved. The Jews do that. And you got the Christians bowing down and groveling before the Jew. So the wrath of God has come upon them to the utmost, to the Jew. Now, if you're a Jew and you've converted, I want that to come out of your mouth. 2 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Now, don't tell me you're sincere about your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't, don't be proud of being a Jew. You ought to be ashamed. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian. Now, if you want to be a Jew and worship Satan, that's fine. Do your thing. The enemy of the Christian in the Bible is the Jews. You can't escape that. Not from... The story of the prophets, not from Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, not from the book of Acts. And Jesus Christ shows up. He, he goes to a European church. He goes to European churches, speaks to them in the European language, Greek. And he says, these Jews, he said, they're, not, they're, they're liars. They're not real Jews. They're not the offspring of Israel. They're not the biological children of, off, of Israel. They're frauds. They're identity thieves. Oh, no, but that's not, that's not good enough for the church. Again, this is a bit go back goes back to the great deception. Second Thessalonians chapter two. 
the great deception, the great as the church bows down and worships the Antichrist. They worship the corporate Antichrist. The church worships the Antichrist. The church worships the beast, the number of the beast, 666, corporate man, corporate atheistic man, that man of lawlessness. Who rides the beast? The whore, <laughs> the false wife. <laughs> I'd love for this to ring from the pulpits, shake people up a little bit. We sit in here, we're waiting for these things to happen, and they've already happened. They've already happened, past tense. The great deception has come. The great falling away has come. Europe's no longer called Christendom. Right there, there's your evidence right there. The church worships the Antichrist, bows down and grovels before the Antichrist, will send money to the Antichrist, ships worth to the Antichrist, Jews are Antichrist. They fit the absolute definition of Antichrist, according to John the Beloved in, in 1 John 2.22. They reject the Son. They are the definition of Antichrist. He can be a Jew and be a Hindu. You know that? You can be a Jew and be a Muslim. You can be a Jew and be an atheist. You can be a Jew and be a Talmudic Jew, but you cannot be a Jew and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Messiah of God. You can't do that. The very definition of being a Jew is the rejection of Jesus Christ. The Bible says don't even, don't even greet them. Don't even greet them. You raise your hand in a greeting to them. You, you uh, put your hand forth to do evil. 2 John chapter 1, there's only one chapter, verse 11. You give them their greeting, you give them their blessing, you put forth your hand to do evil. So all these Christian churches and all these pastors that are blessing the Jews put forth their hands to do evil. The grand, welcome to the grand illusion. Come on in and see what's happening. We're there. The worship of the devil is wide open. You look at all these little beautiful starlets. There's a bunch of them out there. Some from my generation. Can't remember their names. Who 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 sang the song Tusk? Uh, I, I don't even remember these. The, 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 the little blonde gal there. She says she's a witch. Press out there says that. Uh, you know, so-and-so, a famous blonde gal that sings a lot these days, she, she claims to be a witch, does her little devil thing. Look at the great rock and roll stars for, you know, for since the 1960s. They, they say, hey, man, I've sold, what was it, Bob Dylan? I sold my soul to the devil. They're open about it. Read, you know, watch, listen to the Rolling Stones. I love the Rolling Stones. I, I hate the Beatles, hated the Beatles from day one. But even their songs... Even their songs, they're open about the devil. Very open about it. it. It's here. It's not common. It's here. And we ought to fear. We ought to fear. And the only thing I can say is open up your mouth and say what Jesus Christ said. Don't coddle the Antichrist. Don't agree with the man of lawlessness. Speak against the great deception, even though 99.99% .99 of the world believes in the great deception even though the church believes in the great deception, you better rebel against the Antichrist and the beast and the whore and the man of law. You better be rebelling against it now, like Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ spent his life rebelling against the Antichrist Jew, the seed of the serpent. Where's the church in this? Groveling before the Antichrist, silent before the man of lawlessness, agreeing with the grand deceptions. Oh, we need help. And it's going to start when men and women open their mouths and defy to the face the Jew, the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, the whore, and the beast. 
fritzbergen, bloodandfaith.com.